Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring me, Dags, and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. And now, across the powerfully oaken desk is <laughs> Johnny Rage. Yeah, I, I have to chuckle. This is real live podcast stuff. We were doing this taping just moments ago. And we had some good stuff. And Dags, of course, didn't push the record button. <laughs> so we missed the first two, three you have Apparently, you have to push down. You got to hold down play, play and record, record. at but, the same time. So here we are talking, and nothing's being recorded for this powerful podcast. No, I think one, <laughs> one microphone was going. Hopefully mine. So we could probably just keep it as That's is. That's the only important one. It reminds me, though. You forgetting that for some strange reason. I have these weird connections. It takes me back to my childhood. Everybody knows this story. You're eating your Thanksgiving dinner and your mom stands up. Oops, I forgot the buns. I forgot the buns. Everybody stop. There was always a food source for a big Thanksgiving meal that your mom would forget in the oven. Was that a tradition at the Dags household as well? No. But no. before the microphone heated up, is it hate up, hate up, heated? You you were ranting. I was. I was you, venting. Do you need to vent? I do. This is going to be the venting hour. The venti. The big hour. Yes. And speaking of big, my mom always told me, someday you're going to make it big and you're going to be big and famous. Well, I've got the big part taken care of. Ho! Big in Japan. Everybody's big compared to Japanese. Um. Yeah. So anyway, you know, when you're really hungry, I was hungry today. I, today was a bad day, Dags. I need this podcast because I feel like I can just talk and work through this. We're here for you. You're my shrink, okay? <laughs> you could use some shrinking. Thank you. Um, so I am very hungry, but it's really, you ever been hungry, but you're really not? You're just bored? That's really what it yes. is. Today is one of those days because it's cold and dreary, and I wasn't hungry, but I thought I was. So I'm searching through the kitchen, just looking, going to my go-to spots. Can't find anything that I like. Finally, after about 45 minutes, I find that one item that I resolve myself to, dang it, this is what it's going to be. Ice cream. Who doesn't like ice cream? But I reach into the freezer for the ice cream, and you ever lift something up, and you think it's going to be heavy, and it's not, it just kind of pops right out of your hand? Yes. The ice cream was empty. Don't do that to me. Eat the ice. Who does that? Who eats ice cream? Takes it completely out. There's none left, and you put it back in the into the freezer. That's Who a cruel trick. That's a crime against humanity. That's a crime against all of us people. Two forty and up. You should probably tell the listeners what uh, pre pre podcast treat you enjoyed. Oh, the foot foot of uh, what do you call it? You give it fruit to me? fruit by the foot. Oh man, this is a new. Uh, is this new? I I'm, I I've only discovered it here. 
Uh, it's kind of my pre-podcast ritual now. I come over to the barn. Dags gives me the, the fruit by the foot. And this thing is well over three feet. Very colorful. It reminds me of that taffy back in the day that they had. And they still, I think you can get it at some of the, the can, maybe Candyland here. Shake and, your Laffy Taffy. But the, the taffy, do you remember that stuff? It was about four, four inches wide, about a foot long. And it was kind of a blend of different colors, a white swirl with a, with a depending upon which color you would go with, chocolate or strawberry. That's what this foot by the, this uh, uh, fruit by the foot reminds me of is that, but it's only about an inch long and it just unrolls just like a frog's mouth, just leaping out at you. And it just goes and goes and just got full flavor burst and chewy goodness. Oh my goodness. We have to find out if they don't want to be a sponsor. It's like program. fruit stripe gum. Not quite. That's a different burst. That was a different burst. Fruit Stripe, if you recall, would last for about 30 seconds and there'd be no flavor anymore. And then it just felt like plastic in your mouth. Do you have any recollection? Yes. Fruit Did- Stripe gum. Uh, what was your favorite candy? That's a Gum is kind of like a candy. I don't know. Well, yeah, candy and gum. Uh, my favorite candy right now is Fruit by the Foot. That would take over the number one place as of right now. But how far do you want to go back when I was a little kid talking about candy? Ah, uh, boy, that's putting me on the spot here, but currently... Johnny raged like candy. I want candy. I guess uh, I we've had these discussions on this podcast before. I'm a Kit Kat guy. Uh, you know, okay, this isn't candy, but this is more of a treat. I'm a zebra cake guy or an oatmeal pie. I've got either or. There's days I'm in the mood for zebra cake. There's days I'm in the mood for oatmeal pie. Not a candy, but a treat. One of my top two. Is there a day where you wouldn't eat anything? I mean, you'll pretty much eat anything, right? Uh, depends. What What do you have for me to eat? Are we going to do some type of a... Uh, um, let's, let's narrow it down. What's one candy you will not enjoy? How about black licorice-ish? That is so funny you bring that up because I had this discussion with somebody just today. We were talking about black jelly beans and black licorice, and we're like, whoever created that stuff, what was the reason behind it? Nobody likes, whenever you reach into a jelly bean jar and there's like six left, it's always going to be six black jelly beans. What were those nasty little ones? Was it his nibs or what was His it? nibs are good. They always, they made them in don't, a cherry flavor. Yeah, too. okay, that's not it then. What are those little, they, they're pastel colored, but they were black licorice flavored? God, were they horrible. What are the ones that you get at the movie theater? They're like these tasteless little black licorice, but they're not black. I think they're purple and white. And you get them at the movie theater in a box. And they look like a 22 shell kind of, but they're colorful. Does that ring a bell? I think that's what I'm talking about. Are we keep, talking about keep, the same thing? Keep but talking. We don't understand? Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. People talking. And they say it don't leave you. So anyway, uh, treats for me is um, oatmeal pie. Big, big time oatmeal pie. Um, Hey, big news. I'm kind of a big hitter now. Guess who personally texted me today? Who texted you? President of the United States of America. We can't, our buddy. He did not. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I I don't know how he got my information, but I looked down and this is an emergency. Let's try to find this here. Yeah, me and uh, I call him Donnie. You got a text? Yep, I got me a text. From DJ Trump? I got me a text uh, from, uh, let's see, on your way home, stop by and get milk and butter. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one here. Um, where is it? Where did it go? I felt proud. I felt like a true American hero. 
Donald Trump today at 1.15 texted me. What did it say? Oh, do I want to go golfing with him or something to that effect? I didn't really read it that closely. Uh, I haven't responded to him. I'm going to make him wait. Um, you got the text. It's not going to show up. Isn't it? Is it going? No, no, yes. He was testing the emergency texting broadcast system. Don't ruin my, Dags, don't ruin my moment. He, Donald J. Trump must have received my check for $20 for his campaign and wanted to personally thank me for the text. That's, what, that's the way I'm looking at it, okay? Are you going to dispute that fact? No. Okay. Um, Trump texted me today. Um, on my way over here, I've got a truck. It's a 2012, and I've got this radio, which seems simple, but yet every time I take it out, I find out that this thing has more bells and whistles. Have you ever done that before in a vehicle that you've had for quite some time, actually, accidentally hit a button, and all of a sudden your radio does some goofy thing that you didn't know it had capabilities to do? Such as, what are you talking about? Well, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm rolling through the, the uh, radio trying to, I just hit the select, because I, I, I don't like to listen to the same radio station. I, like, I, go for, I have such an eclectic music selection. So I'm, I actually hit the button on top of the selector, and what I didn't realize was when you do that, it'll actually choose a genre for you. Is that how you say a that? A genre rage? Genre rage. I like that. So here I am flicking through, and it's passing all the normal stations that I know that I love, and it's passing right through, and I can't figure out what's the matter with this thing. And I happen to look below it after about 10 minutes, and I, it said, religious. And I'm like, religious? What, what's, what's going on here? Then I push that button again by accident, and it said, top 40. And then I push the button again, and it said, anyway, here I've had this radio. My, my point is, the capabilities of these radios. Do we need all those bells and whistles? I didn't even know it existed. And I've had the vehicle for four years. Is there anything in your vehicle, your radio, your supercharged radio? I know you got that great radio that you maybe you don't understand or you haven't come to, uh, uh, um, haven't used it yet. Or I mean, have you bumped into something and said, wow, this is cool? No, good and plenty. I think that's the candy I'm thinking of. Good and plenty. He Dags is showing me a picture of it. I, my vision's not that good. You have this little picture. Good and plenty. I'll, I'll buy it. We'll tell the people what they need to know. We're saying it's good and plenty. And that's what this podcast, that's it, good and plenty. And that's what this podcast is. We should call ourselves good and plenty. Which one are you, good or plenty? I'm plenty. And I'm good. Good at just about everything. That's good to know. Thank you. Thank you very much. So what's going on, Diggs? We have... Uh, it's been a week since the last program. Um, we're on a more regular basis now, feeding the flock what they need. Now, you in, enjoyed a, a movie, a cinema. Was it on the Netflix? It was, uh, yes, I did. I was, you and I were actually going to try to catch a flick yesterday. We're going to go to Hellgates. Is that the name of it? Check on that for me, Google Boy. I'm checking. Um, and I, I didn't want to go to a movie cause I just got lazy there. there is, I just wish you could show up places, you know, I mean, you have to get dressed, you have to get into your vehicle, you have to trudge through the rain, wind or snow, you have to drive your vehicle, you have to hit traffic and then you got to find a parking spot and then you got to walk to the movie theater. And don't you just wish you could appear? Oh, I'm going to go to the movie and you just be in your seat and you'd have the popcorn right there. But it's too much effort. Yesterday was one of those days I'm like, nah, not going to happen. So I, um, 
you and I were going to catch the flick. Um, I still will go to that movie with you, but I decided to Netflix it. Netflix is kind of like what I'm asking for. It just puts you in front of the movie without the work. I love the Netflix. How about you, Dags? You know, YouTube. I watch YouTube a lot. Do you watch Netflix at all? You have to. Everybody watches Netflix. I was watching uh, Ozark. Speaking of which, let me, I digress here, but are you still watching The High Man in the Castle or whatever that is? No, I I, I should. That's on uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I was on, you, on the way over here. They were. Uh, did you watch it a, at all? No, they were doing a commercial for it, talking about the new season starts October 4th. And I knew you watched that. And I know initially I had some interest because the, the premise of it sounded pretty cool where the Germans actually win World War II and they take over the United States. I try to get into it because I love the history stuff, but I just I couldn't take to it all that great. It's it's too slow even for me. They need a little more action. I love the premise of it. Right. I mean, it's a great premise, but who knows? Maybe the – a lot of times these like Netflix and Amazon and some of the seasons are really good and some are horrible. To me, I mean, it, if, if it doesn't get me in the first couple of episodes. I, I don't even know if it has to go that long. I mean, you can kind of get a feel for a movie – with relatively quick. Is there been any mo- movie or TV show that it took you six times to say, nah, this isn't as good as I thought? It, you, you can usually spot them right away, can't you? Yeah, I'm trying to think. So I pulled up that movie you're talking about. Is it Hellfest? <clears throat> Is that, yeah, where they go to the... A mass serial killer turns a horror-themed amusement park into his own personal playground terrorizing a group of friends while the rest of the patrons believe that it's all part of the show. Exactly. That's so cool how you find these really horrible movies. In the 80s, I used to watch really bad movies. Well, we are going back to the 80s, you always yeah. claim. So this is Hell the 80s. Fest. You know. I, I, I just, what movie out there, the, here's the problem with Hollywood. I, I say in the last three years, and I don't count, count Marvel in the mix, there really hasn't been that, highly acclaimed movie in my category now hollywood is so desperate that they have to throw la la land at you and say this is an epic um feat feat of of great uh musical la la land it just it doesn't work so the last what was the last movie that came that you had a burning desire says i have to i want to see this i'm going i don't know i'd have to think that's Pred- my point predator Predator, I had to see it, even though I knew it'd be horrible. Well, that looked horrible. I because, even... you know, I love Predator, so you have to see it. So you're saying a movie that... That you couldn't wait. You saw it at the movie theater, the trailer, and those are usually about six months ahead, or six, before they get out. Was there any movie, what movie comes to mind like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for that one? I can tell you exactly, for me, it was King Kong. I couldn't wait for it. I couldn't wait for um, Cloverfield. Uh two of the ones that come to mind to me. Um, there was a third one that I was going to share with you, and I don't remember what it was. That's the old, uh, the old mind going. When you, get up to, when you get up into your 30s like I am, your mind starts yes, to slip. Yes, the high 30s. Yeah. 80s. That's your belt size. What about your, what about your age? The 80s. The 80s. Yes. The man locked in the 80s. Trapped in the 80s. I reek of Drakkar Noir. Close the yearbook, dude. The 80s are gone. Okay. So I saw The Collection, and uh, shall I tell you about The Collection, a movie on Netflix? Do you think your yearbooks are going to come back to haunt you? 
if I ever run for Supreme Court justice, it could. I hope that. What about uh, Kavanaugh? Let's talk briefly on that without getting too political. The SNL. Well, we can talk about that too, but let's take a look at what happened the week in review. He had calendars from back when he was a kid. Marie calendars? Do you think that- They make that, a good pot pie. They make a great pot pie. Pack of 12, pack of eight for 11 bucks. Um, you can't talk food with me without me knowing exactly what you're talking about, Dave. But God, I love pot pies. But calendars, Kavanaugh. Let do, me ask you this. Do, beef, beef or chicken pot pie? Are you trying to divert this from the Kavanaugh topic? No, I just got thinking what, of- Beef or what? Beef or chicken pot pie? You got to go chicken. You have to go have chicken. Have you enjoyed a beef pot pie before? Oh, yeah. I've had All beef right. pot pie. All right. But if I was to pit one against the other, definitely it'd be chicken pot pie. I mean, that just flows out of your tongue. What'd you have? Chicken pot pie. I mean, everybody knows that. You don't say, you have to stop and think for a minute. Uh, was it meat, meat, meat pot pie. It's a slower way to say it. But let's talk a little bit about uh, Kavanaugh. He had those calendars. Dags, let's talk about your 80s and when you were back he in high school. He likes beer. He likes beer. That's been determined. Would you ever think about it? Do you, did you have a calendar? Do you have a calendar today Is my in terms of what you're going to do the next week? My trapper keeper? Yeah. Do you have one? Absolutely. Can you tell me what you were doing a week ago from uh, Saturday at 1130? No. No, I don't write anything down. Well, <laughs> what's the sense of having that? You just told me you have a calendar. I, I was joking. <laughs> well, maybe you have a calendar, but you don't use it. So, I have a cute kitty calendar. Some people thought it was odd that he actually had a calendar, and maybe he crafted that just for this. But um, I don't know what I mean. I, think, I thought of calendar and, and Kavanaugh because of the fact that uh, I don't know. My how, dad had a calendar. Yeah, they both did. But a lot of people say, well, why would it, I can't trust a guy that's got a calendar from 1983? Well, that's kind of the guy I think I want to have on a Supreme Court is a guy that's that detailed and organized. That's the way I looked at Not it. Not only that, but he kept it. He kept it. Is he a kept man? <laughs> we'll edit that out. Uh, SNL did a funny skit. Uh, they brought in Matt Damon. You saw it. What'd you think? Kind of the week in review. Well, Matt, this, is a, this is a new part of the program, the week in review. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Matt Damon did a really good Kavanaugh, I thought. The hair was perfect. The sneering. Mm-hmm. The drinking of water. Mm-hmm. He's a half full keg kind of guy. That was pretty good. It was good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. The other, uh, is it still not ready for primetime players? They don't call him that anymore, do they? I don't believe so. But the other cast wasn't as good. But he, he did a good job. And then there was someone talking about bringing in actors into SNL, like um, bringing in De Niro. So the argument was, why don't they have the, the cast members of SNL do the characters instead of bringing in actors? You know, we talked about this during our show prep. Um, SNL has been on for how many years? Is it 50? S- 75, I think it started. It's, okay, so that's 75. Then I got to do that math. 75 to 85. Carry to the two. to 2005 to 215. So that'd be 40, 15, 16, 43 years. Okay. Um, do you ever do that when you're looking something up in the... Uh, Dictionary, ABCD, 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 ABCD. You try to remember where exactly you're supposed to open it up the dictionary to. Do you ever ramble? No, no. Okay, you probably don't. A dictionary. I'll explain what that is someday. Thanks to you. 
you know, it's not a spell check. But um, I think sometimes it's kind of refreshing. I think that even though the cast is very talented, it does have its limitations. And I think adding uh, a guy of the magnitude of a Matt Damon. <laughs> the magnitude. The, magn- the stellar performances. His Academy Award winning I think adding portrayals. A, I think it kind of infuses uh, some freshness to it. Do I think one of the cast members could have done it? I don't know. Um, of course, Chevy Chase doesn't think so. He's not a fan of the current SNL. Chevy. Chevy. Chevy Chase. Uh, I, th- I don't see anything wrong with that. I think uh, if they did it, are they doing it on a weekly basis? They're so? doing it a lot. That's the whole point. They're, like I said, De Niro, Larry David, Matt Damon, bringing you, in old cast members. You think they'll bring like, us? Typically, they'd, they'd have maybe the guest host do it okay but this is people they bring in it's typically for the cold opening sometimes not right um i guess i'm not that to me it doesn't matter i thought the skit with matt damon was was funny um but could another who knows if another cast member could have pulled it off the way he did we'd never know i don't see a problem with it i think it adds freshness to it because you kind of have the same cast. They get kind of recycle them, and then eventually they all go off and do their own movies and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any big deal with adding somebody, some big name to the program. Now, what was the movie, getting back to the movie, that you actually saw on Netflix? The Collection. Did you want to pop that the up? The Collection. Did you want to pop that up on your... Uh, and you can kind of Just follow talk it. talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Well, it's that time of the year. We're getting close to Halloween, and so uh, I kind of have a mood for uh That was another movie, by the way. I said, what movie could I hardly... I couldn't stand waiting for it. I couldn't wait for it to come out for a full year ahead of time. I counted the days for that one. But anyway, we were going to go to that Hellfest, so I was too lazy. But I'm like, you know what? I still am in the mood for a good horror flick. So I went to the old Netflixers. And obviously it pulled up the genre of horror. And sometimes you, if you're going to waste an hour and a half, you want to make sure it's worth your time. The collection, is that worth my time? Absolutely the most gratuitous violence you'd ever want to be a part of. Most people probably would not like this film. It's almost like they took the top 20 um, killing scenes out of different horror films and then just added them to this movie and made them all one. Because it was blood. If you're a blood, guts, um, horror, knife, um, Jason Lovin type of an individual, you would absolutely love this. Michael Myers. Now, like, is this a, a series or is it a one movie? This is one movie called The Collection. And what's the premise? Uh, the premise is there's a lunatic out on the loose. Lunatic fringe? Who kills for kicks. And it's kind of, who was that guy that used to kill people? Ed Gein, was it? And he would make lampshades and stuff? Yes, Ed Gein. That doesn't sound, or was it Matt Dahmer? No. Ed Gein was the guy from Wisconsin that did it, made the lampshades. What did Dahmer do again? I think it was Dahmer. For some reason, I want to say Dahmer, but he'd make furniture and stuff. No, Ed Gein. I just, you were right the first time. Okay. Well, anyway, um, this was kind of based on that. They actually could have said loosely based true story. This guy would actually wear a mask, though. Kind of like the, uh, the Strangers, Stranger Things. 
or what was it that I saw? Anyway, um, where was I going with this very detailed report? They, they, they would gratuitous violence. The guy, the guy would kill people, but then like cut their face off and save their face and then put it on another person, take their two arms off, take legs off of other people and erect a statue of nothing but arm and arms and legs and then put it in like a, 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 a fluid that would keep it from decomposing, decomposing. And he formaldehyde? had formaldehyde. He had this all throughout his house, these weird sculptures of body parts. And that was his gig. He just killed for kicks and they would cut people's tongues out. And he would show this. He would cut off, cut their hearts out and use it all for decoration throughout his morbid and macabre house. And so it was, uh, uh, the, the, um, young lady they, they he actually shows up to a bar a nightclub and traps all these people with all these gizmos it's pretty pretty more but i don't want to reveal too much in case somebody wants to watch it but um a lot of blood a lot of guts a lot of gore bottom line is evil person who doesn't speak not a lick kills a lot of people police come battle good versus evil and eventually they wind up uh taking care of uh this individual, of course, but now, um, would you recommend the movie? Mm, boy, if you're absolute, if you love that type of stuff, yes. But it, and if you're bored, but is it? It's going to be an hour and a half that you're not going to be able to get back for the rest of your life. It's pretty, pretty morbid and pretty. So out of five buggy wheels, what are you seeing? Well, I'd have to say probably one and a half. Oh, it's pretty bad then. I mean, I like that type of thing. I, I, so I, then, why would you only give it a one? Well, 1. because 5. I'm looking at the broad spectrum of people. I, I no, like this the, is you. This I is like what that, you, Okay, I, I like that sick and twisted stuff like Saw. I'm a fan of those Saw. Then thing. you enjoy it. Then you would give it higher than 1.5. Well, This yeah. is what you think. But if I said five and people watch it, they'd go, Johnny Rage is a sick bastard. That's what I was trying to kind of trying to tone it down a bit. No, a, a lot of our listeners are, are into the right, three. Or they're into the horror movie. Collection. No, for you. Three. This is for you. Three. Out was, of horror movies. Now we're transitioning into the Halloween season, so mm-hmm. this is how many more days till Halloween? Three more days eh, till eh, Halloween. Eh, 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 Three eh, eh, more eh. days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. So, out of Halloween, transitioning to Halloween movies, we have Halloween coming up. What is your favorite horror movie? Give me a couple of them. Um, favorite horror flick. Oh boy. Well, you put me on a spot here. Let me. Can I take a swig of this as I as I, it'll maybe stimulate my brain here? Let me take a swig. Do you have one that comes to mind to buy me time or not? Well, I'm just saying. We you're talking about the new Halloween coming out, Michael Myers. Yeah, we I, have. I mean, uh, how many times that guy been dead? We have Jason. <clears throat> we have, uh, you know, classics. The Exorcist. Seri- uh, we have you know Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but you're you're talking about the the, the uh, old school stuff. I'm talking about everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a, what I'm saying. Your favorite horror um, movie character? I yeah, boy, the Conjuring franchise. I love that stuff because um, I, I like the horror movies. Like Halloween and stuff is definitely entertainment value, but the Conjuring and the Annabelle stuff, based on a true story. So as you're in the movie, and they never explain to you. Okay, they don't stop and say, now this part never really happened. 
you're, you're led to believe the entire thing was actually true and that's where they go with it. But you know, it didn't, but I like those movies that are based on a true story and the conjuring is exactly that. So I'd have to say the conjuring series. Uh, however, we talked last week about the nun. I didn't care for that one. Um, the exorcist definitely would have to be a top five. Um, the horror movies now, there's not much more they can do to scare you. They've kind of run out of ideas, and so they're getting so over the top. It's like, that's not even scary. That's just stupid. I touched on that subject last week. The Exorcist, truly a horrific film because there was nothing like it back then, and there was nothing to really uh, compare with it as to, to what they did with that. Do you agree or disagree, Dags? So what are you saying? I just spoke for five minutes. You didn't hit me. No, I'm not listening. No. Dang it. So in a nutshell, what are you saying? That there's no more, nothing left to do in the horror genre? Well, I'm saying that there's, there's nothing really scary anymore because they've done everything that they try this over the top stuff that you're just like, this is ridiculous. This isn't really going to happen. Like Human Centipede? No, no. See, that one I liked because that one was innocent individuals unsuspecting and i love that in a horror film when you take an innocent unsuspecting individual and all of a sudden they're trapped in some type of a mess of some kind and the human centipede which was brought up in uh um what's the the masked marvel that just came out uh played by uh oh help me here mr marvel man deadpool when deadpool was falling off the cliff talking about he brought up the human centipede for a brief moment, talking about people that wish they didn't do stuff, the actors of the Human Centipede. Speaking of Deadpool, you know they need to make that a straight comedy now. Because oh, the problem is you had the first one, but now the second one, you know, it got the goofy parts, and they had that stupid kid in there that was a villain. I think Deadpool, you know, we're ODing on the superhero movies anyway, but just make that a straight comedy because why have have a semi serious comic book story go through it and then have all the goofiness? Well, I mean, you're into the comics. Did were you a Deadpool fan when it back in the comic book day? No. Okay. So I, I mean, mean it I appreciate it. It's funny. I mean, but was that its gig back in the comic book? I mean, you couldn't really show that comedy in a comic book, can you? Sure you can. Can you? Okay. Yeah. I it mean just, it, even it, Spider Man had a sense of humor. Right, but not to that degree. No, I know. They <clears throat> I mean every, I mean every little quip. I mean Deadpool the first one I thought was really good. It was kind of refreshing. The second one, I thought his little quips and sarcasm was like, okay, that's getting a little old. There were funny parts, no doubt. I did enjoy it. But I felt like he tried too hard with the humor. Let's, let's get to battling the, the enemy. You know, we don't have to be funny every single time. Johnny Rage, you're funny every single time. And I want to thank all the fans, everyone listening. We've been getting huge download numbers and a... I want to thank everyone that listens to the show. Probably the best way to listen to the show is on iTunes. Download, subscribe on iTunes. Make sure you leave a review, five-star review. If you do leave a five-star review, you will unlock the secrets of the universe. Also, we're available on Stitcher Radio, the Stitcher Radio app. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. You can see all the wonderful pictures. Uh, Last week, we took pictures of these scary little creatures that reminded us of Trilogy of Terror, the little doll that had a chain on it. When the chain fell off, it came to life and attacked the lady. It's a great show. Check it out. It's called Trilogy of Terror if you've never saw it. 
Also, make sure you like our Facebook page. And as always, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're on there 24-7, at Amish B Machine, at Amish, the letter B Machine, all one word. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Now, Johnny Rage, I was looking in the news here. There's a story that says more than one in three American adults eat fast food on a given day. CDC survey finds. Hold on, let me grasp that. More than one in three Americans, adults, eat fast food. Now, that's a, that's a weird statistic. Why wouldn't you say just one in three? It says more than one in three. More than one in three. So why wouldn't you say two, two out of three? three. Well, two, well, Doesn't that seem like a weird number? Two, two out of three ain't bad. But more than one out of three, I don't like the way they phrase that. Two out of three ain't bad eat meatloaf. 1.5 out of 3, but, but don't give me a number, but then kind of fudge the number. Do you see what I'm saying with that? I do. So anyway, okay, so we eat fast food. There's no, there's no lie. I mean, there's no surprise to that. Um, women, were more, women were reportedly more likely to eat fast food as a snack, whereas men were more likely to eat fast food as lunch. I can't imagine going to Burger King getting a Whopper and that's just a snack. For women, is that what they're trying to tell the world? This is only a story. Do you go to Burger King? I love Burger King. You do. <laughs> Who doesn't like Burger King? You actually you would you would actually get in your car and go to Burger King. Absolutely. I love the char flame flame burger, flame broiled taste of it. What do you get at? Whopper, without a doubt. I'm a Whopper guy. The best hamburger, bar none of all of them. For fast food now. For fast food. How about French fries? Who has, who has the best French fries? Um, you know, McDonald's used to, but then they had to get all healthy and everything. Yeah, they used to have lard. Yeah, now they use, what is that exactly? I don't know, some space age stuff. Yeah, but, I, you know, Burger King too. Have you had a Burger King? They go with kind of that steak fry. Not a bad fry at, at uh, BK, but Culver's probably wins the French fry battle. The crinkle cut fry. The crinkle cut See, fry. the beauty of the crinkle cut fry is more surface area. Mm-hmm. And it holds on to the ketchup better. I wouldn't say there's more surface area. I'd say because of yeah, the Yeah, because it's an accordion. If you stretched out one Culver's French fry, it would be 10 feet long. Did you know that? <laughs> it's kind of like when you're a kid and you take a piece of licorice and stretch it to make it look <laughs> like you got more. But why, when you have three-foot fruit, do you need to stretch anything? It already comes. Could you imagine if I took that three-foot piece of fruit candy that you gave me and I stretched it out? Fruit by the like, foot. Fruit by the foot. It's the most malleable substance in the world. White Castle, too, probably the best French fries. You agree? White Castle News, they are having the Impossible Burger there now. Uh-oh. What is that? Top scientists developed the, the molecule, the hema molecule, that what gives blood its characteristics. Now they have a plant-based, bloody meat vegan burger that you can enjoy at White Castle. Ugh. Would you try it? No. Because I heard, I read an article... That someone said it was one of the best fast food burgers they've ever had. So this is already out. They're not in the testing stage. No, it's it's out there. Okay. I wanna I wanna enjoy it. I wanna try it. Would you try it? Well, I mean, I I guess I'd try it, but I can't see myself. What well, it's kind of like why would you go with um when you why go what's a what's a substitute for butter they try to uh sneak on us as kids margarine yeah margin why 
eat the butter. Well, that back then they thought the butter was bad and the margarine was good, but then they realized the uh, margarine is bad and the butter is good. So obviously, White Castle is going after vegetarians and vegans and vegans. I don't know. I I mean, I don't live that lifestyle. I will never understand the notion where you could avoid meat. I don't get it. I don't think it's healthy. Um. I, I don't do. You, is there a part of you that understands that whole thing? Do you know anybody? Do you know anybody that's a absolutely? Vegan? I know tons of vegans and vegetarians. Do you talk to them about this? I do. Well, some the cruelty part is the vegans typically. The cruelty of what? Animals. So and, they think because they're killing an animal that they can't eat the animal, so they're going to be a kind of like it's that's about as dumb as those um, protests where people stop eating. I'm well, going to show you. I'm going to stop eating. Well, obviously, you've never protested. So the, the vegan, the vegetarian, I would like to try this burger. I heard it's really good. Like I said, I read an article where the guy said it's one of his favorite burgers, including, including beef. Okay, so that guy's not a vegetarian then? No. He's speaking on behalf of- He, he just tried it as a burger, just tried it. Okay. And he said it was actually one of the best. Well, maybe on the next, have they been released nationwide yet? I believe they have. So maybe on the next podcast, I'll bring two over. Yes. And you try one. Now, have you had, have you had vegetarian burgers before? No. I have nothing to compare it to. Okay. I've had them before. They're pretty good. They're usually spiced up. You know, they'll put liquid smoke in them, so they'll actually taste. But what's the base exactly? Soy? Typically soy. I believe in this uh, impossible meat. It's wheat. Okay, back in the day when we went to high school, they had those soy yeah, burgers. those soy burgers where they yeah. had the they had the fake grill lines where they just took a big sharpie and yeah. <laughs> drew the lines on there. Those yeah, were good. You know that remind that you just jarred my memory. This past weekend, I was down at the uh, Minneapolis Convention Center, and I hate going to events at venues like that for the simple reason we were hungry. We wanted to get something to eat. Shocking. So we go to the Minneapolis Convention Center, and sure as sugar, they've got stuff, but it's always triple what it should be. So there they have a hamburger basket. A hamburger, $9, okay? Um, but you, you, you're, you're trapped. You can't go anyplace else, so you have to get it. So you you're got a, $9. a captive audience. Exactly. So you got a $9 hamburger, and if you want the fries, 5 bucks. Whatever. You're so hungry, you just get it. The world's worst hamburger I've ever had. I was so upset with, I was already upset that it cost me nine bucks, but if it would have been a decent hamburger, I wouldn't have been as pissed, but I really was upset. This is kind of a venting program. It was was a soy burger with terrible French fries and they they hammered me for $15 and I just, that's an injustice to me. So this was in the convention center? It was in the convention center. What do you think they would have? Like black Angus beef and hand cut French fries? I mean, it's. Was it just like a vendor, like really crummy? Yeah, it was. My, my point is, do you have to hit us $9.50 for a horseshit burger? Well, obviously they did, and, they, and it worked. Well, it won't work again. Next time I'll come prepared. But it's, it, it just reminds me of when you go to the XL Energy Center, any venue around here, a beer, 12 bucks, A mixed drink, $11. Just these inflated prices, I just, I guess it just chaps my ass that, that they think and they do charge that much money. 
and we pay it like you just said we pay it so somebody's they'd stop it if we weren't paying it because the market will tell you how much you can afford i digress but i just i don't like a hamburger if a hamburger is going to be 950 damn it it better be a black angus patty in that not a soy burger so filet mignon but i would be curious to see about this white castle how they're going to try to replicate and make a fake hamburger be interesting yes i would try it to answer your question yeah we will try it we will report i don't know it sounds good i love white castle yeah, I like the regular hamburgers. Um, not every day, though. If I were to, if you were to go to a White Castle on a daily basis, it wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah, but anything on a daily basis wouldn't be good. Whoppers would be. Oh, good. really? Yeah. Do you, how often do you have the Whopper? Well, not as often as I lead you to believe, but I would say. See, the problem is, you everybody runs into McDonald's because McDonald's has so strategically placed himself in every corner. Burger King isn't like that. Burger King is out there, but not as often. You don't see as many Burger Kings as you do McDonald's. But if I had them side by side, I would go to the Burger King versus a McDonald's. But McDonald's is more in your face constantly. My favorite Burger King sandwich was the chicken Parmesan. Parmesan. still have that. Parmigiana. Do they really? I believe so. Chicken marinara. What do they call it? Was it chicken Parmesan or chicken marinara? I, I don't know. But I don't know. I know. That one was good. I know Chick-fil-A has come to the market here. And uh, they've done a lot more with chicken to kind of compete with Chick-fil-A. Yeah, but what, what can you do with chicken, really? Well, they've had like this breaded chicken that they never had before. Their chicken before was really processed looking. They've done a much better job of disguising it to actually make it look like it's not processed, I guess. It's all the presentation of it. That's what BK has done. So. I mean, how much presentation can you do with fast food, though, really? Well, a lot. I mean, those commercials are all bait. You talk about, they said that when they film commercials for that stuff, a lot of that stuff's not even food. It's just props to make it look better than what it really is. What do you mean? Well, for instance, like you said, they take a magic marker and actually draw the lines on a hamburger. They usually do do that for television purposes. I mean, it's not really that perfect and that deep and rich in color like they lead you Well, apparently they can't do anything. Like they used to put glass marbles in soup to make all the vegetables rise to the top. And I think they, they have to do everything naturally now. They can't. They used to rub like motor oil on stuff to make it glisten. And now I was looking on the internets here, the new, uh, the new Rambos coming out. Ooh, can't wait. Big, Rocky, Sylvester, you know me. So uh, he's going to have Creed 2 and Rambo 5. Yep. And the new, the new uh, Rambo, he's going to be a cowboy. What do you think of that? I want to be a cowboy. And you can be my cowgirl. And you can be my cowgirl. Yippee-yippee-yay, yippee-yo, yo, um, yo. I don't like it initially. Um, he'll have to sell me on it, and I will tell you if he does it or not. I don't. You showed me the pic of him kind of dressed up. I first I thought it was uh, Walker, Texas Ranger for a second. Um, Did you like Walker, Texas Ranger? Loved it. I love it. It's in reruns right now, and I, I, I still watch it to this day. Yeah, the 40-year-old women loved it, too. Yeah. Very uh, popular, CBS. Loved it. Loved it. Um, Do the roundhouse kick, and that's it. That's all you need. Um, but, yeah, we'll see if he can pull off the cowboy thing. I won't uh, not go to it because of that, but it's not, it's so odd to go from 
you know, his kind of a savage look to to a cowboy. It doesn't really match the Ramble franchise. Well, you know, he's settled down. You know, he doesn't want to get into the fight. It's the old thing, you know, the old Shane, the cowboy that's you retired. You drew first blood. The cow- uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The cowboy that's retired and has to come out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Pale, yep. Remember Pale Rider, Clint Eastwood? Yep. I mean, and remember the Marble Cowboy? That was a famous ad back in the 70s. That's kind of what it looked like when I was looking at the Sylvester Stone. Marlboro thing. Man? The Marlboro Man. That's the first thing that came to mind. That and Chuck Norris. Um. So, what is your favorite cowboy movie western? Can it be a TV series? Well, I mean, we have always talked about Tombstone, so I'm going to pick one besides Tombstone. I know I was a fan of the Big Valley, though. Um, Big Valley, the Big Valley. You watching that on me TV or something? But that's uh, yeah, six million dollar man. Oh gosh, that was phenomenal. You're really taking me back. Um. What Western would I like? The Big Valley was a series. I don't know if that qualifies me for answering your question or not. No, that's fine. I mean, there's Gunsmoke. There's yeah. A, I never, I never got into the Bonanza. Gunsmoke thing. Never. Well, Bonanza's good. Yeah, I like Bonanza. Bonanza. Yeah, Michael Little Lanning. Joe. Yeah, Big Hoss. Yeah, that that I, probably Pernell Roberts. Yep, and I think uh, he was very serious. I think and Little Joe was always getting in into trouble. I, I, I think that the Big Valley and the, um, what's the one you just talked about? Sorry, I slipped Bonanza, out. Bonanza, Gunsmoke. Bonanza, I just slipped out of consciousness for a moment. Do you um, need some more fruit by the foot? Um, no, I need beer. need another beer. I kind of look at life as you the like keg beer? is half full. The keg is half full. You like full. beer? I like beer. I like that beer. Um, Bonanza's good, yeah. It was always Big Valley, then Bonanza. And then the Rifleman was always pretty good too. Uh but boy, what is what is Little House on the Prairie count as a western? Sure, I'll give you that. Okay. Well that's you got I mean, probably the saddest moment on television when when uh Mary went blind. Pretty close. It does rank up there. Did you cry? Are you a crying? Yes. And okay. when remember when Elbert got hooked on Smack? Oh I know. What a great episode. <laughs> remember he was he was playing baseball and just kicking all their asses because yeah. he was all whacked out on heroin, morphine. <laughs> yeah, there's an opioid problem even back then. Yes. God, what how visionary was that show? <laughs> to show the op- opioid crisis back in the seventies. What do you think about uh they want to legislate where you you actually have to pay a penny per opioid that's doled out to you from a pharmacy? A penny? A penny. It's kind of a penalty to the uh, pharmaceutical companies because they feel like they're the ones that got us into this mess. They're going to have to pay to get us out. But you know that you and I are going to be charged that penny anyway. But it doesn't seem like a bad thing. It's a highly contested thing. I don't get it. What does a penny do? Well, a penny is going to go to fund anything that they can do if they need more drug enforcement, if they need counseling, whatever they need to help fight the opioid crisis. Well, you need money to do that always whether you have more counseling, more education. So they're going to charge a penny per pill. That's a hot topic in the Minnesota State Legislature. And I thought, that's not, doesn't seem unfair. A penny. So, so they're going to throw money at the problem? That's going to help, right? Well, I mean, through education and through, you're going to have to probably incarcerate people. You have to have maybe more police. I mean, Maybe it's a, a big, beautiful wall. It's a big, beautiful jail cell is what's going to happen. The world's biggest, I'm looking here on the news here, the world's biggest cruise ship. 4,000 passenger. Wow. 4,000 passengers on this thing. 
what's the name of it? It is. I'm looking here. I don't know. I'll have to scroll down, but it's. I think it's a Royal Caribbean. Is uh, is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Is um Captain Stubing in charge of it? Gofa, Gofa. Norwegian Bliss. Four thousand passengers. Have you been on a cruise ship? No. Do you think you'd go stir crazy on there? I don't know. I, I, have you? I have not. I don't know if I can handle the motion of it. The, the motion of the ocean? Yeah, it's that motion sickness thing. I know they say, well, there's things you can take. You know, I get that. But usually by the time you take it, they never work anyway. Maybe. Or well, maybe- on those big ships, they do have massive stabilizers. But it, but I've talked to tons of people that have been on cruises. You still get off and you're a little, you're a little queasy. You get the well, I mean, that's my point. Sea they, legs. They say they've got these great big stabilizers. But it's a much bigger ocean, my friend. So you're still just a tiny little dot in, in the reality of stuff. So I kind of like the way uh, it sounds, though, 4,000 party animals all at once. Sounds like it'd be fun. But then you get the Norwalk virus and everyone gets sick. Oh, yeah, that's common. And that's because somebody doesn't wash their hands before they prepare your food. I had it. We've talked about that before. You don't want that. Um, that's never, it's not an American cruise ship though, is it? Not too many of them are American. Well, none of them are. They're always. Why is that? Are we. I think they get away from taxes and all the jazz. So is it American companies hiding like they're not American through the Norwegian line or what is it? I, I don't never understood why. I mean, we have airlines, we have trains, we have planes, but we don't have cruise ships. And it's not like it's that difficult. It's like, well, we can't quite figure out the technology. No, I mean, there's some scam to it. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I was looking here. It says something about it's been going on since uh, prohibition about cruise ships. Uh-huh. Cruise lines have been circumventing U.S. statutes and let and regulations since as early as the 1920s. So that's what it is, you know. Is that way they can do the booze and do whatever they want. They don't have to worry about rules and regulations. You know, they have it out of some little country like Panama or something. So I was looking here on the news too. Uh, Los Angeles has its first electric scooter DUI prosecution <laughs> a los angeles know, man <laughs> a los angeles man has been fined 550 dollars in order to pay restitution for riding an electric scooter while intoxicated and knocking over a 64 year old pedestrian on a sidewalk it was the first motorized scooter driving under the influence legal case with a charge in la so what do you think of that? Well, you know, it's funny because those are becoming more and more popular. You can rent them. Well, hold on to this. Yeah. The pedestrian was knocked down leaving a theater, and he suffered a knee abrasion. A knee abrasion? Yeah. Neapolitan <laughs> knee abrasion. He had a skin knee. <laughs> I was uh, in downtown St. Paul not that long ago, probably a week ago, and two dudes on these electric scooters, I had the red light, so they had the green light, so they come rolling through the crosswalk. They were zipping along too, pretty at a, at a pretty fast breakneck pace. Were they riding dirty? Were they drunk? Do you think? No, they were young kids. Not at all. I was amazed at the speeds they were able to get to. That's why I'm thinking of somebody drunk on that. That would actually be, I mean, with the speed that these two were maintaining, if you were drunk and fell off that thing, you could easily do bodily harm to yourself and the person that you're going to hit. But it was pretty cool to watch them on that thing. Of course, these kids have far more balance than I could, but they're riding these things like surfboards up and what down. What would you be on? You'd be on like a 
like a float for a how about a horse? parade? Does well, a I could see on like a parade being dragged on a float. <laughs> like the float's going too fast for me because I can't. <laughs> Would you do the light bulb wave? You know the wave where it's like you're unscrewing a light bulb. Or how about the figure eight? Yes. Or the S. You know, or wax fig- on, wax, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Have you ever been in a parade? I have been in a parade before. Tell us about your parade experience. Well, for my business, it's uh, let's face it, parades are two things: politicians and businesses, and that's it. Um, and then you have to throw some candy of some kind if you want anybody to acknowledge the fact that you're actually the, there. You got to throw them something. Otherwise, they're looking on at the next. Is there a sweet convertible in there? There's always a sweet. There's always con- a convertible. There's always the fire engine start it, and the uh, color guard starts it, and then it's the politicians, and then it's the church group, and then it's the Boy Scouts, and then it's a business, and that's another politician. It's politicians and businesses. It's a great way to promote your business in front of a local audience, and I've done it before, and. Um, it's kind of fun. You feel like you're uh, kind of a rock star of sorts, but you realize that most people aren't even looking at you. They're looking at what you're giving them, what kind of candy. I should roll the uh, three-foot fruit as a candy option next time a I'm in a fruit parade. by the foot? Fruit by the foot. Just hurl it at people? No, Yeah, as a, as a way if to- If you hit them in the head, would they be upset? I mean, they're getting candy. Would that be all right? I think it would depend what it was. If it was some little Jolly Rancher, they'd be pissed because this is it, but if it was fruit by the foot- you could say you're reenacting biblical stories. You could do like the sling, you know, and just hurl it at him. <laughs> David and Goliath. So you're actually talking about unpackaging it. I wasn't going to do that much work. I just want to throw it at him and be done. But that's what those parades are. Everybody just wants to get as much candy as they can. They don't even pay attention to who's in the parade. Now, what do you think of these scooters? They have them all over now. They're GPS. You just basically grab them and go and then throw them wherever you want. Yeah, I mean... What a great business. I mean, you eliminate work, but how do they charge them? Because they have to be charged. Yeah, credit card. Oh, electricity, you mean? Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. They must have docking stations. Actually, I know the answer to that. They're, it's just like Uber. If you want to make money, you go out and collect these things, bring them up to your apartment or your home, and you charge them up, and then you put them back on the street, and they pay you to do that. Oh, it's kind of like at the, or at the airports. Don't they have like the carts? And when you return them, they give you some money back. So they're always guaranteed the carts to go back because people return them and get money. Well, these people aren't returning them. They're charging them. No, but I know, but they're getting money. My point is, you know, like the carts, that way you don't lose carts at airports. Aldi. You're not an Aldi fan, but Aldi does the same thing. You put a quarter. People fight to get that quarter back too, you know. For some reason, the minute you put it into an Aldi cart, it's like that quarter is worth $500. Where normally that quarter would fall on the ground, you wouldn't even bend it over. But the minute you put it into the Aldi cart, it's like, this is my cart and I want my quarter back. And people fight for it. You should see it. But yeah, like people gather these things up and they charge them in their apartment or home and they put them back out on the street. And you make money like Uber. You can see them on, uh, you, have a, you download the app and you can see where they're scattered and you go grab them. And then they give you like $2 per scooter. And then you go throw them back out and then they're back on the app again. People can find out where they are. Why don't you Uber? I could see you being an Uber driver. You know, I've thought about it. It's uh, the flexibility is there. I just didn't want to pick up a bunch of drunks. But you can pick your time when you do it. But still, let's face it. The surge times are where you're going to make the most money. And when's that going to be? At night when everybody's drunk? Or at yeah, some but how about early evening, though? They're not drunk yet. But the, but the prices aren't there at that time because it's not... You really want to do it during surge time because that's when the prices are bumped up 
you can opt and then you can work smarter less within the, the time frame of the surge I, I don't know i don't know how that whole works have you ever taken a ride on uber many or times many times yes i have it's it's very slick actually well, like, what what have you done? So you could uh, so you could party. That's why you did it, or why did you do? No, it? when we were in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, we stayed in a hotel about seven miles away from uh, the Bridgestone Arena, where the Nashville Predators play. Well, we got in there late, and I have no idea how to get. I mean, I knew how to get down to Nashville, but I didn't know where to park. I'm not familiar with the downtown area. So you Uber in, and they just drop you off right where you want them to, right in the front door. Remember I told you earlier in this program, I hate getting ready and then going places to get to a movie and stuff. I hate that preparation it takes. And then if somebody could just drop you off at the, at the front door, how nice is that? And that's what Uber does. So we use it in Nashville when we travel, um, use it many times. It's, it's very, very convenient. And you just, I mean, it's really convenient. Do you tip the Uber driver? Well, that's their thing. You don't have to. No, you don't have to tip anyone, but do you? But that's their thing. Do not tip the driver. No, though. that's not their thing. There's a thing right on the app that says you can tip them. And that's how you get the five-star rating. But don't you Because rem- eventually, I mean, that's the whole thing. The five-star, they can turn you down if you don't have a five-star rating. Right. You do a little thing where you rate the dude driving you or dudette mm-hmm. five stars. They hook you up, give you five, and then. But don't you remember it was billed as there's no payment or transaction made in the vehicle. It's all done credit card. That's what I'm saying, but you can tip was, them. But there was, you, were never, you weren't even supposed to tip them. It was all taken care of. No, I'm saying on the app. Tip you them can't on. tip them. I usually will get, but you know, let's talk tipping since we're at it. You brought up a good topic. Why do we tip them? At your job, do you get tips for doing your job? At the food court? No. My point, exactly. There's a big, topic here about raising the minimum wage and this is across the nation it's not only here about going to $15 an hour and it affects the food service industry the most because they don't even make minimum wage because they have tips well they're fearful if they get 15 they won't get any more tips and I agree with that Stan I won't give anybody any tips I don't like to tip anyway why do I have to tip a waitress because she walks 30 feet with a hamburger and brings it to the to me my line of work I deliver fun tense tables and chairs further than 30 feet in 90 degree temperatures. And they're a lot heavier. Nobody tips me. You should be tipped. No, I shouldn't. Well, that was like my rant about bartenders. You know, back in the day, you go to the bartender, you had to get their attention. You get their, they finally get your attention. Then they throw a hastily made drink in your face and then you got to tip them. I mean, maybe if you're the, the, the cheer is, bartender where they talk to you and they're always cleaning a glass no matter what you know they're always cleaning the glass and yep. wiping down <laughs> wiping down the counter the old stereotype bartender but yeah why do you have to tip them i was saying have robots have vending machines drink vending machines and then you can have you can have you know bouncers on the floor saying you know this dude needs to get cut off well I, or well, maybe if you can even get more high tech you have to blow into the machine to register your blood alcohol level then you dispensed booze i don't know well they do have that machine already you know that it, no the, but my point is the bartender the whole the old way of doing it right like you're saying waiters and but you, you know how about the bartender and it's usually males there are women out there too but most the males they give you the head bob do you know what i'm talking about the they, head nod yeah the head nod like what what do you want 
you know, like they're so damn busy, but they're going to take this one yes. second out in their life to help you get the beer. That's what I'm saying. And then they turn around, they throw it at you and they turn around to the next person. Right. So, and then you have to acknowledge, and it's like the old George Costanza. Did you see me put the tip in there? Did you see me tip you? You know, I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you do that? Are you kind of a guy, if there's like a little tip jar, do you deliberately wait till the person comes back before you put your dollar in there? Do you want, do you want them to witness you? Tipping well, absolutely. Them? Why yeah. not? We all, we're Why all not? like that, aren't we? Yes. But I'm not a big tipper. I don't like to tip. I don't. I, I, I think you should tip. It's all kind of karma kind of thing. You know, why is it? Take, karma? Well, you take care of people. They take care of you. It's no, that kind of thing. No, no, nobody's taking care of me. I've never received a tip yet. So I've been doing this for 40 some years. It's a life karma thing, Johnny Rage. So you're Try a big it. tipper. You're Try a big it. tipper. Do, here's the thing. Have you heard of pay it forward? I have. Yeah. Well, my thing is pay it backwards. Like, so when I'm in the drive through lane, I tell the person there, the person behind me is going to pay. It's paid. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it works out well. Johnny Rage, did you have a good time tonight? Um, I got a big tip for you. Lay it on me. I'm not going to tip you today. You, it, Why uh, would you do that? Why would you hurt me like that? Because. Do you really want to hurt me? Yes, I do. Do you really want to make me cry? I do. Well, guys, we had a great time tonight on this most powerful podcast I ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about this powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.